Uh, g'day, it's Scott Gibbons. This show is On The Road, and thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. This is show number 62, which means that you're telling other people to listen in because we're finding out that you're starting to listen in strong numbers. <laughs> it's fabulous. So what are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about the RV lifestyle, the recreational vehicle. That's your caravan, your motorhome, your camper trailer, your tent, and, of course, seeing Australia and as we say, you're seeing Australia through the eyes of the radio. And we try and bring you some of the latest news that's going on and we tell you about some of the things that you can go and see and do. And this week, oh, South Australia, ah, oh, so sad South Australia's back on the, the blockout list so we can't go there. Victoria's looking better. Queensland, well, they're celebrating at the moment. The state of origin win, good on them. They won it. Uh, and that's just terrific. Shortly, we're going to have an interview with Christian Bold because we're talking about imported caravans and some of the dangers, some of the problems that people, you know, a lot of folks just buy things off the internet and they think, oh, that's good. You know, they can see some pretty pictures or a little bit of a video and they think, I'll buy that. And But it's overseas and there are problems. So Christian's going to tell us all about them. The state government, a, a place called Tinga Gems, which is a, a caravan park, it's about 25k south of Inverell, uh, it's a quiet park, it's a lovely park, but the state government, good on them, they're giving them $150,000 to do some upgrades. So there's going to be some upgrades on the amenities block, there's going to be some upgrades on some of the areas there where you park your vans, they're going to put some more concrete pads in and things like that. But it, to me, looks like a lovely place if you're, if you're into bird watching or bushwalking or cycling or fishing or uh, if you like food and wine, well, there's a whole region there for that. If you want to go fossicking, you can do that. There's golf nearby. And, of course, you've got some historical sites. There's lawn bowls nearby. There's beaut places that you can go to if you just want to do some special photography. That would be lovely. And then you've got some scenic drives and, and all of that. So it's just a, it's a fascinating place because Tinga is, you can visit the Wing Hing Long Museum, which is an early 19th century general store that was owned by the same Chinese family for over 80 years. And the building and the fittings have remained mostly intact from the early 1900s. It's one of the few buildings left in Tinga from the tin, uh, the tin mining boom era. So Tinga is T-I-N-G-H-A, T for Tom, I-N-G-H-A, and it's just near Inverell, so you'll find that. So you're going to have some lovely things there, but if you want to, you can get some Devonshire tea and some souvenirs that you can purchase at the museum. And 10K from the Tinga Green Valley farmhouses is the Tinga's old Smith's museum collection. So that's filled with interesting and unusual artefacts and animals and, and beautiful gardens and a range of rides and a water slide and a great kiosk. And ah, there you go. Something for you to do, something for you to enjoy. And I think that's going to be fabulous. So don't forget, everywhere you go, make sure you pick up your rubbish because if we keep Australia beautiful, we keep Australia beautiful. So what about we have a, a listen in now to, to Christian Bold and he's going to tell you all about that. And then We'll play a little bit of music for you. Now, we only play Australian music on this show. We only play Australian music. So if there's an Aussie song that you want played, you just let us know. I've got a couple of surprises for you this week, a couple of surprises. But here we go. Here's Christian Bowl. Be back with you in a little while. Oh, g'day. It's Scott Gibbons. Ah, oh, fun times. I'm down with Christian Bold. Christian Bold has Bold TCRC. Now, they're at Carring Bar, but they're in the Sutherland Shire. So wherever you are, they're worth a trip to. But importantly, there's been some things coming through on the internet recently about 
vans that are being imported that don't comply. Now, Christian makes things comply or fixes things, finds problems that, that other people can't find, and then he makes things happen. But I'm just talking to him about these imported vans and other tow trailers like, like horse floats and things as well, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if, if you think of the situation we're in at the moment, uh, COVID has, has stopped a, a lot of production. Um, people can't, or manufacturers can't meet the demand that people have with, uh, with caravans at the moment. Obviously, they can't fly overseas, so they're wanting to buy a caravan. If they can't get one in Australia, they're looking at importing them themselves. Oh, no. Yeah, so you're looking at importing from Europe, you're looking at importing from China, you're looking at importing from the United States. Now, if you're importing from China, they, they mostly comply, but they're not the best quality, right? When you're importing from Europe, you have to keep in mind that although the mechanics might comply and the shell itself of a caravan might comply, you've got to look at the appliances, whether they meet the Australian standards and uh, like, like your, your stoves, your fridges, the gas lines, all that, and the electrical. Um, if they don't comply, then you need to make sure you have the money once it reaches Australian shores to get that up to scratch to meet Australian standards. So you've bought it off the internet, say, yep. Yep. and it's got the lovely stove in it, it's got lovely appliances, and you go, oh, this is going to be lovely. Yeah. But when it arrives, you've got to pull that all, you've got to get it. Yeah, so unless you can get the, the, the serial number, the, the make, the model of these appliances and find this information out before you import it, then it can cost you a lot of money. Ah. And then people are also buying from the, the United States. Now, you think at the, at the United States, everything's opposite to us. Yeah. So with their caravans or RVs, uh, the, the door is on our driver's side. Yes. And in Australia, the door needs to be on the passenger side or at the rear. So if you import these caravans and you've got the door on what would be our driver's side... You'd need to board that up and you'd need to look at either putting the door on the passenger side or at the rear of the caravan. It can cost a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. So you might have to rip a bathroom apart to put a door in or a kitchen apart to put a door in or a lounge room apart yeah, to put a door if, in. Or... If it's in the way, absolutely. Oh, so the layout that you're buying, again, off the internet, you think, gee, that's pretty. Yeah. You're going to destroy it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. no. So it may look pretty on the internet when you, you yeah. go to purchase it, yeah. but the end, end product, once it complies to Australian standards, oh. it may not be what you want. So the rule is buy, buy Aussie. Buy, look, absolutely. Buy Aussie is um, something we always try to promote. Um, we do know that people want to import from different countries, but you just need to keep in mind that uh, that may not comply and you need to have the money there to make it comply. Otherwise, you're just driving around illegal. But a European road or the American RV, their, their roads are so smooth. Oh, They're not like our roads. So yeah. and, and that's the other thing. A lot of European vans especially, um, they're getting imported and the shell is literally just bolted on to a really flimsy chassis. And the, the one thing that holds the whole chassis together is, uh, is the axle. So the axle is actually, bolt, actually bolted into the chassis and that's where the, the caravan gets its strength from. 
But when you're going on Australian roads and the bumps and the hills, it's, it, it just creates cracks in the shell of those caravans. Because there has been, tell me if I'm right or wrong, but there has been new, brand new mm-hmm. European vans brought in yep. and they're no longer coming because they didn't make the grade. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, there was um, quite a few companies in Australia that were importing European vans and they were putting Australian running gear underneath, which was great because... Um, it, it was standing up to our conditions. Uh, but when you're importing yourself, you, you don't think of these things. So, no, you're looking at the pretty. And you're looking at the pretty <laughs> and you're looking at the price yeah. as well. Uh, so there's, yeah. You, you and then you've got to have somebody loads it onto the boat properly for you and well, seals exactly. it properly. And yeah, I heard of one recently where a fellow bought a, a Mercedes from Hong Kong and by the time it arrived here, it was it was put in a hot day. It was wet, and the whole thing just sweated, and it, it needed to be resprayed by the time we got here. And that's just from Hong Kong. So that's surprising. Yeah. So the essence. Now you, we were mentioning about horse floats as well coming in from. Yeah. So horse floats um, more from China, and it's the same like with boat trailers. I mean, it's cheaper to buy them over there, which is fine. You just need to make sure that not only does it comply but the quality is there. I mean, you're not going to get the quality that you do from an Australian-made product. Um, so you've so, got your beautiful boat on this nasty trailer, mm. which looks good, mm. but it could drop your boat on the ground. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But yeah. not just that. It, it's also trying to source the parts for those trailers when they're here. Yes. I mean, usually with the horse floats and with a lot of the boat trailers, you're getting... Uh, a galvanised frame, but the axle will be a, an American axle. So you need to make sure you get the right, uh, the, the, or you can obtain the right bearings, the right brakes, all that side. Yep. So if people want to find out more, who do they talk to, Christian? So they can talk to myself. Yeah, um, which is Christian Bold. Which is Christian Bold. And the uh, best phone number? Is 02 8144. Or, or any of our team can help you. Or the website? The website, which is uh, boldtcrc.com.au. There you go, boldtcrc.com.au. So there you go. You've got to buy Aussie. If you buy Aussie, you look after us, you look after each other, and Australia prospers. If you buy something from overseas, ah, not good. So here we go. I reckon Christian deserves a song. Do you have a song in mind, Christian? An Aussie song? Oh, an Aussie song. What if we go uh, Working Class Man? Ah, Working Class Man. Here we go. This is for Christian. This is for you. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. If you want to find out more about On the Road, you just go to ontheroadmedia.com.au. That's ontheroadmedia.com.au. And there's a whole host of podcasts on there. I think there's over 60 on there for you now. So you enjoy that. Back with you real soon. Here's Working Class Man.
Christian Bolt, he knows his stuff, and Jimmy Barnes, he knows his stuff, so fabulous. Have a listen to that, and then, as you probably know, you may remember, Artie Jack put Wollongong on the map all over again. Wollongong's got so many things going for it, by golly, it's a, it is a pretty, pretty place. So we'll have a little talk about Wollongong, and then we're going to have a little listen to Artie Jack. And then when we come back from that, I've got some great news for you, some fabulous news. So here we go. Let's talk about Wollongong. Uh, G'day, it's Scott Gibbons. I'm on the road. I'm always on the road for you somewhere. That's what I try and do anyway. And there's, uh, if you get a chance to come down towards the Wollongong direction, it's just south of Sydney. Oh, it's pretty. It's a pretty, pretty place. So if you're on your way down there and you need directions or you want to know more about what you can do when you get here, then you just pop into the Southern Gateway Centre at Bullo Tops and you can have a chat with one of their people and they will tell you all about it. Now, this this Southern Gateway Centre, it's perfectly purchased on the Illawarra Escarpment and you're going to get 180 degree views of of the most beautiful waterway. Oh, lovely so it's it's on as you're heading towards Wollongong it's on the Princess Highway or the Princess Motorway it's called now the M1 and that's on your left hand side so you'll be able to get information there and if you want to book accommodation or book a tour or purchase a souvenir or a gift while you're there then you may as well because the views oh you know when they say breathtaking oh absolutely breathtaking and and the center's open seven days a week it's close Christmas day but it's open from 9 to 5 and you've got free parking and free Wi-Fi and, oh, so much to do. But there's very, very few places in New South Wales that offer as much diversity as Wollongong. They've got a, a lovely mild climate. It lends itself to the great outdoors. It's it's a natural playground, if you will. And it's a, just a recipe for lifestyle and fun. What a nice combination that is, <laughs> lifestyle and fun. So uh, Wollongong was used to be... Uh, and it has a proud heritage of 
industry. But now, oh, now it's just, as we say, breathtaking. You can, uh, the hardest part is now what to choose to do. So you can sail on the ocean or you sail on a lake. You're in close proximity. You can cycle or walk on dedicated coastal or bush tracks with absolute amazing views. You can hit up one of the many renowned surf breaks if you're into that. Uh, it's just wonderful. So over the past few years, Wollongong's small bar and foodie culture, it's just gone mad. And, and now it's rivaling the best of Sydney or Melbourne. And, and so that's a lovely thing. That's lovely. So there's gems everywhere now that you'll find. And they'll give you a book and they'll show you some of the places that you, you can go or that they recommend. And just when you think that you've stopped raving about Wollongong's delights, because you will rave about it, then they'll give you some art and culture and sporting attractions and all those things. And then you can keep on going. And there's more to do. As you go down the coast, there's so much more to do. Because as you're coming down, you can go to Royal National Park and, and the Illawarra Escarpment Trails. And your adventure from there, oh, the Royal National Park, you know, it's over 100 years old. It's the second oldest national park in the world. In fact, it boasts over 100 kilometres of walking tracks. So if you're a walker, oh, and the jewel is its leafy crown being the 26-kilometre coast track. So you can, you can hike there and, and do all the things. There's, it, it, the area there is about 30 million years old. So, you know, if, if you want some jaw-dropping clifftop views and a cool rainforest and valleys and all that sort of thing, then Royal National Park's the place to go. If you want to have a look at some real beautiful wildlife and you've got, you know, maybe the kids with you or grandkids with you or you just want to have a, a new fix on what Australia has to offer, then you go to Symbio Wildlife Park. Symbio is S-Y-M-B-I-O, Symbio Wildlife Park. And, and you'll get right up close with all your favourite native animals and uh, some of the rare ones, some of the endangered exotics. That, you know, they've got it. Oh, they've, they've got so much. They've got koalas and kangaroos and echidnas and wombats and dingoes and uh, an impressive collection of reptiles and red pandas and cheetahs and ring-tailed lemurs and meerkats and donkeys and all that sort of thing. So wonderful. There you go. There you go. I think if you want to go skydiving, you can even have a skydive when you come down south. So that would be worthwhile. And then you've got, and this is something I didn't, I didn't make time yet, but I'm going to put it on my list. It's called the Nan Tien Temple. So as you drive down past Wollongong, you'll find the Nan Tien Temple. Oh, it, it offers you, if you wish, enlightenment and peace and serenity. It's the largest Buddhist temple in the Southern Hemisphere, and its name translates as Southern Paradise. And it'll be easy to see why, because it's just picturesque. You've got picturesque gardens and intricate architecture. And uh, if you do, if you go to the Dew, D-E-W, the Dew, Dew drop-in, you can have, it's a relaxing, earthy tea house that offers a blissful range of teas and, and light vegetarian meals. So that would be good. Now then, if you're into aeroplanes, oh, you've got the Historical Aircraft and Restoration Museum. So you just put on your seatbelt, you fold your tray tables away, check that all of this is open before you come down because with COVID, some things are open, some things are shut, but you can head to the Shell Harbour Airport site of HARS, H-A-R-S, which is Historical Aircraft Restoration Society Museum. It's a treasure trove. 
of Australian aviation history. And there's nothing plain about this place. But if you want to, you can do what they call the wing walk. The wing walk. You can walk the wing of a Boeing 747. It's a unique opportunity. You, you roll, you, you walk out on the right wing. It's a genuine Qantas jumbo jet and it was delivered to the museum in March 2015. Uh, yeah, so if you get the chance to go to Wollongong, go to Wollongong. It is fabulous. There's so much going on down there. And we can't talk about Wollongong without hearing, I guess, the icons of Wollongong, which would be Artie Jack. So if you haven't heard Artie Jack for a long time, here's the Artie Jack song. Enjoy this. You'll bop along all day to it, I reckon. Farewell, Auntie Jack. We know you won't be back. Though you're you don't scare us at all You're big, bold and tough But you're not so rough There's a scream as you plummet away Like a man of me, man. No, 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 blind Mitsubishi. That is Auntie Jack. I saw Auntie Jack. Right. Hey, hey you want to brew some brews, Auntie Jack? I'll be dirty. Oh, well, well. Auntie Jack. I didn't know it. We know you'll be back. Yeah. Oh, you're. 
that Arnie Jack song, if you're old enough, it must bring back some fabulous, it does for me, fabulous memories. That's Graham Bond, Rory O'Donoghue. Just terrific. Now, I promised you, I promised you that I had some great news, and this is called, This is if you get your pencil there, write this down. It's called jobsearch.gov.au, jobsearch.gov, G-O-V, dot A-U. And what it is, from the 1st of November 2020, so we're in November now, to the 31st of December 2021, December 2021, relocation assistance, this is just wonderful, relocation assistance will be available for people to move and take up jobs in agriculture, including harvest work, and you may be eligible for financial assistance to help with the cost of travel and accommodation when you relocate to take up a short-term agricultural work opportunity. So the eligibility, if you're relocating for a harvest job, then your Harvest Trail Services, HTS provider, Harvest Trail Services, bear in mind, you'll find all of this on jobsearch.gov.au and they'll check your eligibility for relocation assistance and discuss the types of relocation assistance that may be available to you. And the jobs advertised on the Harvest Trail Jobs Board Harvest Trail Jobs Board. Bear in mind, this show goes out on podcast again, so if I'm talking too quickly or you didn't write it down fast enough or you, you broke your pencil, then you can listen again on the podcast. You just go to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, go into podcast, you can hear it all again. This is show 62. So the jobs advertised on the Harvest Trail Jobs Board with the Harvest Trail Services logo will link the relevant Harvest Trail Services provider He'll be able to help you with your application for relocation assistance. So if you're looking or you've found a, a non-harvest job in agriculture, such as work with livestock or on dairy farms, or a harvest job outside of the harvest area, then just contact them. I'll give you a phone number as well. It's 1-800-062-332. Again, 1-800-062-332 for assistance. And to be eligible, well, you've got to be 
at least 18 years old, and he can be a lot older. <laughs> he can be a lot older. You can re you relocate within Australia to a regional remote or harvest area, take up a short-term agricultural work, including harvest work placement, and work for at least six weeks. <laughs> You've got to work for at least six weeks or 120 hours in agricultural work. And if you're an Aussie, then all people who are at least 18 years of age and eligible to do harvest work in Australia, including all job seekers in employment service programs and Australians not on income support. So if you're a grain nomad or a domestic student, you'll be eligible to claim a reimbursement. Listen to this. Be able to claim a reimbursement of up to $6,000 when you relocate to take up short-term agricultural work, including harvest work. Now, it works for international job seekers as well, but you don't get a lot of them at the moment. So, hey, us Aussies, we can get in there and do our thing. So if you've got that going for you, now they, they do give you, I'm, I'm going I'm to give you uh, a guide, a guide, because it, it gives you some scenarios, if you like. So I'll, I'll read you one of those, and and you can, you can get the vibe, if you will. So Jack... Is getting back to work, could be Jill, <laughs> getting back to work after losing his job during lockdown. And Jack was is 32. He lost his barista job in, say, Melbourne during the COVID-19 pandemic. Jack applied for the job seeker payment. He's been at home self-isolating. He wants to work. He wants something physical to do because he's been at home for so long and putting on the, the COVID chubby as we've all done. Certainly I have. <laughs> so he checks what restrictions are in place regarding the travel between metropolitan Melbourne and regional Victoria. And the advice says it's okay to travel. So he looks at the advertised harvest jobs in regional Victoria on the Harvest Trail website, which is at or it's jobsearch.gov.au forward slash harvest forward slash search. He finds a job, say, in Wanda North picking cherries. And the ad includes a Harvest Trail logo, which indicates that a Harvest Trail services provider has advertised the position. He uses the contact information on the right-hand side of the website to contact the HTS provider. They talked to Jack, and after checking with the employer, agrees he'd be a good fit. Jack then signs a relocation assistance agreement. Three days later, Jack arrives at Wanda North, books into the local caravan park, picks out a one-bedroom cabin. He works for the next seven weeks at the cherry farm. He says it's hard, but it's rewarding work. Now, Jack, Jack is reimbursed. you got to listen to this because this is so good. Jack is reimbursed $220 for the cost of the fuel to drive to Wanda North and back at Melbourne at the end of his cherry farm time. He gets $80 towards food on his two travel days. So that's driving up there, driving back $80 for food. And then he gets, are you ready? $5,635 for the seven weeks. So he can pay for his accommodation at the caravan park and whatever else. $5,635 extra. And there's other examples on there. I think, oh, that is just, you know, we've, we've copped it. Everybody's copped it with the COVID. But now... Hey, you might as well, it's going to be terrific. There you go. And you're going to help Australia. You're going to pick out some fruit. You're going to help the agricultural industry. You're going to do something absolutely fair. It's like a daydream. It's like a daydream, isn't it? Like you sit down there and you think, oh, you know what would be good? If they paid me some extra money to go to the country, breathe fresh air, pick some fruit. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Just daydream. You're like, well, if you're going to have daydream, you might as well have daydream with the Buckleys. The Buckleys, by the way... They're going for a golden guitar at the Tam with Country Music Festival, which is coming up really, really soon. So there you go. This is going to be Buckley's The Daydream. But I'll give you that website again, jobsearch.gov.au. Jobsearch.gov.au. Uh, 
jobsearch.gov.au. I'm so excited about that. I think it's just terrific. Anyway, here's the Buckley's Daydream. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. We are on the road. Gee, it's good being on the road with you. You are terrific. And thanks for telling so many people to listen, to sharing the word, to say, hey, listen to the show, telling them to go to the podcast and whatnot. Of course, gee, we're having a lot of fun and we're getting so many listeners and the sponsors are loving it. The sponsors are loving it. By the way, if you know somebody who'd like to be a sponsor on the show, you just uh, get them to send me an email, if you will. It's scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. Scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. And, hey, if we can make something happen, we'll make something happen. I think that would be good. And we're, we're national, by the way. We are national. We go out on... Uh, we go out on the satellite network and it goes all the way around Australia, plus we're on numerous radio stations and podcasts and everything else. So there you go. It's going to be good. So here we go. Here's the Buckley's Daydream. Enjoy that. I can't get you off of my mind 24 7 all day, all night. Yeah, you got me feeling something like Hollywood big screen on cloud nine. Got Racing like a 747 Only place I'm going is in your direction I can't even tell you why So I'm not gonna even try
the Buckley's. Do you like that song? Eh? The Daydream? I think it's a terrific song. Werrimal. Do you know Werrimal? Werrimal. W-E-R-R-I-M-U-L-L. There's a hotel there, the Werrimal Hotel, commonly known as Victoria's Most Outback Pub. So the Grey Nomads. .com.au, they were telling us about this. It's been brought back from the brink, which is just terrific news because you can you can really see the joy in this pub. Werribal's a tiny village, tiny. It's located in a remote part of the northwest of Victoria, known as the Millawa settlement area of the Mallee region. It's just the sort of place that travellers love to discover and, and get around there, see the genuine bush pub feel which gives you a fascinating focus point on the whole area. So the former owners, they put the pub on the market some months ago and then the pandemic hit and it just wrecked tourism. And there were some that feared it could be the end of the road for this beautiful, iconic, corrugated steel pub. But help was at hand in the form of white knights. So new buyers came in and they've just opened the historic hotel again. So you've got cold beer, you've got delicious food, you've got a warm welcome, and everything is ready to go. So it's about 80k southwest of Mildura. It's about 13k south of the Sturt Highway. So a, a trip out to Werrimal, it requires a little bit of effort, but it's an effort that will be, as they say, richly rewarded. Because the Millawa area was opened up to farming in the 1920s and the railway reached Werrimal in about 1923 and they had a post office opening the year afterwards and the population grew to about a 1,000 people. And then immediately before the drought of 43-45, the Victorian Municipal Directory records uh, show the town as having a hotel and stores and a police station and a school and several churches and uh, including an eye-catching Catholic church of Romanesque design that was built in 1933 and that used local limestone and the population of Millowa has been steadily in decline. Ah. Oh probably going to go up now, I'd reckon. Since that time, the, the 2016 census had the population at just 112. Now, the railway line closed in about 1988. So you've got that sense of history there and the resilience of the farmers and the community. And so the town's there. So what they've done to make the, the visit when you go to to the area so memorable, at the eastern entrance of the Wurrimal Township on the Millowa Road, there's a pioneer plantation with hundreds of, of individual trees marked with the names of the early settlers and their descendants. Isn't that a terrific thing? I mean, you've got to go there just to see that. And probably the best way to get a full understanding, if you like, of the area's past is to visit the Millowa Pioneer Village, and that's about 10k to the west at Meringer. And so that was established in about 1986 to record the efforts of the early settlers and they created homes and farms, very challenging circumstances. But you can explore now, as a visitor, you can explore about 50 sites of the historical buildings and get a sense of how the pioneers lived. So the village is now run by volunteers and although COVID has forced its temporary closure, it's normally going to be open every day. So it's about 30k to the northeast of Wurrimal is Lake Lorraine, and that's a large scenic, very freshwater lake, which boasts picnic areas and a walking track and a couple of great caravan parks. So you can have a good look around the area. There's no better place to mull over the magic of the day than probably to say hello and, and uh, give yourself a drink or two at the Wurrimal Hotel. So there you go. There's somewhere, somewhere to go down in Victoria. I reckon, 
I reckon that's going to go straight on my list because old pubs, I mean, you, you just love old pubs, don't you? I love old pubs. Anyway, I do, I do. Now, maybe, maybe, because so many of you have got Nissan patrols and Nissan patrols are just, um, the old models, the old models, you know, they were just, I mean, they're bulletproof. They're strong and they're robust and they're beaut. And so many have been used as, you know, just a school bus, you know, to take the kids to school and things. But now people are buying them because you can do so much with them. And one of the beaut things that you can do with a Nissan Patrol, because they are so strong, you can put in your own draw system from off-road systems. Now, I, I was out at off-road systems recently. They showed me a Nissan Patrol that they were putting a, a draw system in the back and they've got... They had drawers, which is terrific. They put a water tank in there as well because they create, they build their own stainless steel water tanks. They build the drawers. And you can choose whether you want timber drawers or, or aluminium. You can choose. Uh, they've all got super butte runners. They're all Aussie-made. You've got the terrific carpeting that, that protects everything. And then you've, you can have the area designed to suit you. So you can buy something that they've pre-designed, which is a clever thing to do because their pre-designed drawers are so simple. In fact, they have some. If you want to get your set, it doesn't have to be for an Nissan Patrol, it can be for whatever you've got. They've got sets already made to suit most vehicles. So you can just sort of talk to them and say, well, this is what I want. And chances are, chances are, if it's one of the standard sets, they've got it there. And you can have your choice of, of fridge slide because they build their own fridge slides. And importantly, they can they can make it so that it fits the size of fridge that you've got or the size of fridge that you want. So if you want a, a 40 litre or a 50 litre or a 60 litre or a 70 litre or bigger, they'll make the fridge, they make the fridge slide for you. Like, it's brilliant. You get what you want in the design that you want. So if you need custom, they'll do custom. If you want something straight off the shelf so you can get it straight away, hey, you talk to them, Off-Road Systems. So you, all you've got to do is just go onto their website, offroadsystems.com.au, offroadsystems.com.au. They are terrific sponsors of the show. I tell you, they have amazing products in their Aussie, and they sell their products. You can either go in there at Smeaton Grange, which is which is uh, just near Norellan in New South Wales, but... If you're in one of the other states, because as you know, the show is national and we go out on the vast satellite network. So if you're one of the other states and you want some of their goodies shipped to you, then that's exactly what they do. They ship it to you. If you want to build your own set, then you talk to them and they'll give you the components that you need. They'll see the components that you need and then they'll just ship them to you. And it doesn't matter where you are in Australia, they'll get it to you. So they're just terrific. Offroadsystems.com. Now, I would reckon if you're going to go down and you're going to have a drink and you're going to be in, in uh, Wurrimal, then you might have, you, 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 look, if even it went there on a rainy day, that would be nice. Now, there's another fella going for a golden guitar. His name's Travis Collins, and this is his new song called Rainy Day. So you enjoy that. I think it's going to be lovely. It's going to be terrific. Travis Collins, he goes, Rainy Day. And don't forget, if you want a set of drawers, you want a fridge slide, you whatever you want, if you want a a cargo barrier, you want a water tank, you go to offroadsystems.com.au. Here we go. Last night I got a call News that made no sense at all I couldn't believe it The more I tried First your name and then I cried You could have turned to anyone 
It's too late now that you're gone. I found that bottle you gave me, you brought back from Tennessee. And you said, save it for a rainy day. And I think right now would be okay to open it up and pour us one. Sit outside in the sun and raise a toast to you, my friend. All you were and could have been Why let these blue skies get in the way It sure feels like a rainy day We should make good whiskey last It's always warm and gone too fast Kind of like the life you live We never got enough of you I can only hope you knew That everyone looked up to you So what the hell Let's have a drink The weather's perfect Don't you think That you said save it for a rainy day But I think right now would be okay Rainy Day, Travis Collins. Great song, great song. Brill Warriner, have you been there? I was there recently, and I tell you, what a great place. Now, it's about 760k from Sydney. It's a nice, it's a nice drive. It's a nice drive. So you just go from Sydney through to Brill It's just terrific. But there's so many things that you can do. You've got the, the what they call the Camilleroy Highway. It's a 605 kilometre long major highway which stretches from the Great Divide to the Great Outback. So you go from Willow Tree on the Liverpool Plains to Burke in the Outback. In fact, Variety, the children's charity, were at Burke this week and I was supposed to be with them, just couldn't make it, couldn't make it. But I, I, I think Variety are doing another thing in March, uh, which is for their four-wheel drives and I'll, I'm already booked for that one. I think that'll be a, a beauty. So, the by the way, the Camelroy Highway is the only highway with an Aboriginal name. Did you know that? 
A little bit of trivia for you. The next time you play trivia, there you go. You've also got the Darling River Run if you want to do that one. Uh, that's uh, Oh, that's unique. That's terrific. It, it allows you to do um, or sample, if you will, some of the best outback country in Australia. It's 2,740 kilometres length. So that's the mighty Darling River. But you're going to see some stunning flora and fauna and some magic landscapes. And obviously you'll meet some outback characters and there's the sunrises and the sunsets. Oh, the sunsets in Burke. I got some photos this week, again from Variety, and they sent them through of the sunset in Burke. Oh, my golly. Oh, my golly. But back to Barorina, uh, it's, it's, wonder- it's a unique town. It's a very popular destination if you wish to linger longer. It's just, Aurora is just a unique place. It's got natural attractions. It's got beautiful countryside. You've got hunting, if you will, and fishing and bushwalking and skiing and swimming and sightseeing and so much more. So you've got all the comforts, if you will, but you can relax in one of the town's uh, charming accommodation areas or you can, you can go to the caravan park. You've got camping sites. There's motels. Whatever you want to do, you've got it. But you've got riverside areas with great facilities, boat launching ramps, which are perfect if you really want to experience the outback because to have a ride along the river there is just wonderful. And uh, the river's got something unique, which I'll tell you about in just a moment. But the the only interruption to the solitude is the local bird life at dusk to dawn because or dusk and dawn. Uh, they, they just love it. And the sun sets beautifully. It's like a campfire, the way the sun sets there. So you can relax in your camp chair. You can marvel at the Milky Way because the star's there. Oh, the outback night sky there. You'll often see falling stars, and that's, you know, take a couple of wishes with you, make a wish when you see those. So Brewarren is located in northwestern New South Wales. It's an area of about, oh, 19-odd thousand kilometres. It lies on about, um, it's got beautiful water there. The, the, the big claim to fame, if you will, is that Brewarrina has what is regarded, or archaeologists say, is the oldest human, the oldest man-made tourist attraction in the world. The oldest man-made tourist attraction in the world. So where you might think, oh, you know, we we, we saw the, the, the pyramids, yeah, they're some thousands of years. These are 40,000 years old, they reckon, 40,000 years old. So what, what they've done is they made fish traps, and the fish traps are there made out of rock and stone and whatever else. And when you see it, you'll appreciate the genius of it because they've taken these rocks, placed them in the river, and they were able to catch, and you can still do it today, catch fish. And so it's just magic. So, yeah, if, if you want something, a nice place to go to, I think Brewarrina, you'd have a beautiful thing. Now, when you go there... There's a Brewarrina Aboriginal Cultural Museum. Now, I didn't go to it, but friends of mine did, and they said it's the best thing they've done. The best thing they've done. So it's called the Brewarrina Aboriginal Cultural Museum. They said the guide just tells you stuff that uh, you would not be able to pick up if you just walked through the museum without without the guide. You wouldn't know. And they take you to the fish traps as well. So it allows visitors to, if you like, immerse themselves in the Indigenous history from the beginning of time right through to the present day. So the museum shares stories from the Indigenous perspective through a blend of storytelling and guided tours. And the Cultural Museum offers a guided walking tour of what's called the the N-G-U-N-N-H-U. I'm going to go with goo. Uh, and it's the, it's the museum exhibit. So you've got to do that. So tours normally take about 45 minutes. They're hosted by an Aboriginal tour guide. 
and the friends that I... It was Jim and Betty. You hear me talk about Jim and Betty all the time. Jim and Betty went there. They said it was the best thing they've done. But if you want to kick back, you can throw in a line. You can launch a boat. You can do all the things. Brewarren is famous for fishing. So it's renowned as the fishing capital of the West. It's just, that's where the fishermen go. So if you're a fisherman or a fisher person <laughs> or a fisher, then, then you can go there. So many people just return year after year after year because of the tranquility and they get, uh, they, they reap the rewards because the fishing is bountiful. So you've got Murray Cod, you've got Yellow Belly, you've got Black Brim, you've got Catfish. And, and the locals will even tell you where the fish are biting and they'll suggest to you the best bait. So there you go. So whether you like it fast or slow on the water, you'll find some scenic and uncrowded spots along the Barwon Darling River. Uh, bring your gear. Enjoy those great spots. You've got less than four miles on Bitumen Road from Brewarrina to very popular spots known as the Four Mile Reserve, and that provides locals and travellers with scenic and uncrowded places to enjoy canoeing and boating and water skiing. So I reckon, hey, there's a beautiful place to go, Brewarrina. I reckon. So that's spelt B R E W A R I N A B R E W, as in brew. And then A-double-R-I-N-A-Brewarrina. And what a beaut, beaut, beaut place. And a really good town. And the tourist office there is outstanding. So there you go. I think you might enjoy that. You might enjoy Now, here's something you are going to enjoy. I've got some music for you. You know we only play Aussie music. This is from Brian Ralston. Right? Brian Ralston. Keep... Br- Brian Keevil Rawson, if you will. But this is called, get your pencil out because you'll want to look this up. It's called Reverb Nation, R-E-V for Victor, E-R-B-N-A-T-I-O-N, ReverbNation.com. If you go onto there, you'll find some of his music. And uh, this one is a terrific track. It's called The Oldest Roadies, uh, The Oldest Roadies, basically. So <laughs> I think you're really going to enjoy this. It's a great song. It's got a terrific beat. If you, this one doesn't get your little feet tapping, I don't know. But Brian Keevil Rawson, he is a great man, very generous, incredibly good to charities, a very clever man, a clever man. So I'll get you some more information about him. I, was, I, I got some info during the week from him, but I'll get you some more because we'll, we'll go into a bit of depth. His music is just really, really clever stuff, and he's a generous man, as I say. So he, you enjoy this, the oldest roadies. You enjoy it, and here we go. Gears all stacked, I'm ready for me gig Wear a jack and chocos And where's the roadies rig? It's coming on for 6.15 They promised they'd arrive As soon as they had got off work They'd be there right on five It's looking grim, there seems no doubt I'm gonna get there late They still set up and sound check Before I start at eight It's seven now Still not here, I'm standing on my own Jack's no doubt doing 20Ks in a 60 zone Imagine what would happen if these blokes delivered mail There's clearly been an argument Jack's got a look to kill 
But I won't say a single word They might send me a bill Uh, Brian Rawson. In fact, I'll have a yarn with Brian and I'll try and get some more of his music for you. So you keep on listening because I love his music. I love his, I love his raspy voice. It's just got a brilliant voice. So we're getting towards the end of the show. I know. Oh. But there's some beautiful things happening. Now, I've, a lot of dealers, a lot of caravan dealers are saying they have no stock. They have no stock. If you want a caravans, .com.au. And the other thing is, if you're not getting a, car- a, a caravan, but you want to have a rooftop tent, then go to Camperac, because Camperac have got, uh, well, they were getting 20, and I know they've sold some already, but they were getting 20 rooftop tents. So 20 rooftop tents in Australian-made, Australian-made, just like the caravans from Paravans. These are Australian-made from, from Camperac, uh, and I think you're just going to really really enjoy the quality of the product. It's just fabulous. So it's, it's a BRS, Australian made rooftop tent, includes the Anderson plug. Uh, and importantly, it's Australian canvas, Australian midge mesh, 
so if you want a rooftop tent, these are terrific. And they've even got a couple of rails on top. So if you want to install a solar as well, you can. So it's all ready to go. Uh, you just talk to them and I reckon they can have that for you before Christmas as well. So that's camperact.com.au. Now, in the meantime, if you're a fan of Johnny Farnham, and I'm a fan of Johnny Farnham, or John Farnham, whoever you want him to be, but when he was Johnny, he, his first big hit was Sadie, the cleaning lady, and when you go to his concerts, he won't play Sadie. He won't say it, so he won't sing it for you. So I thought, okay, I'll play it for you. So here's Sadie the Cleaner. Just for a bit of a giggle, if you haven't heard it in a long time, I reckon you'll just be singing it all day. So here we go. Sadie the Cleaning Lady, John Farnham. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. It's great being on the road with you. You can get in contact with us anytime. But if you go to the website, ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, you will find us. And on there is all the podcasts. If you want to, you can get the podcast off Spotify. You can do whatever you want as long as you listen to the show and tell others to listen to the show. And if you enjoy it, you can send me an email, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. In the meantime, you enjoy John Farnham. Here's Sadie the Cleaning Lady, and we'll see you next week. Have fun, and we'll see you on the road. Sadie the Cleaning Lady With trusty scrubbing brush and pail of water Worked her fingers to the bone For the life she had at home Expired of hunger. Ask of your flaws, do your chores, dear old Sadie. 